You're about to listen to Tanya's take, Race, Culture, and the Culture of Race. Hey everyone, it's Tanya from Tanya's Take, and I'm so excited about the next two episodes that I'm going to be sharing with you. Before I get into those, I'm going to please ask you to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get the podcast. By doing that, you are making it available and known to more people, so I'd really appreciate that support. I'd love a five-star review. I'd love your input on what the podcast does for you. And if it's particularly glowing, I'll even give you a shout out on the podcast and read it. How about that? Uh, You can also follow me at Tanya's Take on Instagram. Okay, so these episodes. I wanted to have this conversation because I am not hearing or reading about it anywhere that is satisfying to me. So uh, by it, I mean the current state of American theater since the summer of George Floyd, since the horrible events of George Floyd, since We See You, White American Theater, the document with a list of demands that would forever change the old guard, the old way of doing things came out, right? And the old guard, the old way of doing things, that's to say uh, the way things have been set up to cater to the dominant narrative. And when I say dominant narrative, think of, you know, the traits that would make it easy to be elected president, right? So we have male, white, heterosexual, cisgender. To put it even more simply, white American theater, the old guard, is deeply rooted in patriarchy and white supremacy. Newsflash. Sorry if that's news to you. So I've been wanting to have this conversation because I think it's vital that we evaluate where we are so we can assess what we need to do moving forward. And by the way, if you are not a theater practitioner, this episode is still for you because there will be many gems in terms of wherever you are part of an organization or a collective who made these statements in solidarity after George Floyd What has happened since then, it's really important to stop and assess. And so don't be scared if you're not a theater practitioner, because there's plenty here for you as well. Ultimately, I think that this conversation needs to take place on a national intersectional level, right? Uh, Across uh, gender identity, race, across theaters, producers, performers, institutions, critics, even our audiences. But I refuse to suggest a panel discussion because I personally believe that panel discussions are the death of progress. And really, you know, how many panel discussions would it take, right? So I figured I would start with a conversation here on the podcast. And this conversation is with my friend, my colleague, the wildly talented director, Lillianne Brown. Lil was my director for School Girls or the African Mean Girls play at the Goodman Theater. And this past year, she has traveled all over the country directing five plays with predominantly Black casts uh, for different theaters on the national level. And I thought, who better to kick off a conversation like this than an actress and diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant and a former actress former artistic director, 
and current director taken over the world. Before I do that, though, I want to share a list of events that I have put together. Many of these events have happened on a national level. Some have happened on a local level, my point of view being Chicago. And I put together sort of a timeline and I want to just read through it. So it gives you a big picture of, from my point of view, where we are. And I'm hoping that this inspires folks in other parts of the country to do the same from their POV. So again, I'm just going to read through the list, including the month and the date of the event. Uh, They are going to be neutral. I am not going to comment afterwards. I just want to read the list for you to take in and pull from that what you will. So here we go. March 2020, 60 artists write an open letter to the board of directors at Victory Gardens Theater in Chicago requesting an equitable and transparent leadership search for artistic director. March 2020, the world shuts down due to the COVID-19 virus. Broadway closes, regional theaters throughout the country shut down. Theater practitioners simultaneously lose their livelihoods. March 2020, Daily live-streamed web series, Stars in the House, debuts hosted by husbands Seth Rudesky and James Wesley to support the Actors Fund. To date, they have raised over $1,171,900 for various organizations. May 2020. George Floyd is murdered by police officer Derek Chauvin. It's caught on videotape, and it is seen all over the world. May 2020. Erica Daniels is named Executive Artistic Director of Victory Gardens Theater amongst criticism of the lack of transparency on behalf of the board during the search process. May 2020. Protests happen all over the country and the world. May 2020. Strange Loop wins the Pulitzer Prize. June 2020. Victory Gardens Theater in Chicago boards up their theater to keep protesters seeking water or the restroom out of their lobby. They are widely criticized by the community. June 2020, protesters write Black Lives Matter and answer to your community and more on the boards in protest of Victory Garden's decision. June 2020, the document We See You White American Theater is released. June 2020, theaters release statements in solidarity with Black Lives Matter and pledge to answer to We See You and DEI and anti-racism initiatives. Also in June 2020, We See White American Theater releases progress reports reporting what theaters have acknowledged demands and what theaters have not. June 2020, Victory Gardens Playwright Ensemble steps away in protest of the board's choice to appoint Erica Daniels. June 2020, Erica Daniels announces she is stepping down as Executive Artistic Director of Victory Gardens Theater. June 2020, Andrew Alexander steps down as CEO of the Second City amidst accusations of institutional racism. June 2020, Anthony LeBlanc is named interim executive producer of the Second City. July 2020, actress Tanya Pinkins writes a post on Medium that critiques the WeCU document entitled Why Am I Am Fed Up with Performative White and Black Theater Makers. November 2020, John Carr is named as the new executive producer of the Second City. 
April 2021. Tony Award-winning and Tony Award-nominated actress Karen Olivo chooses not to rejoin Broadway's Moulin Rouge when it reopens in protest of Scott Rudin. They are quoted saying, theater needs integrity. April 2021. Ken Matt Martin is named Victory Garden's new artistic director. He is the first Black person to hold the position. April 2021. Scott Rudin steps back as producer of The Music Man amongst allegations of abusive behavior. May 2021. Artistic director of Steppenwolf Theater Anna Shapiro steps down. June 2021. The world starts to open back up. July 2021. Schoolgirls or the African Mean Girls play is the first regional theater to open to live audiences. August 2021. An unprecedented amount of plays written by Black playwrights are set to debut on Broadway, starting with Antoinette Nwandu's Passover, which premiered at Steppenwolf Theater. July 2021. Wendy Mateo and Lorena Diaz become co-artistic directors of Chicago's leading Latinx theater, Teatro Vista. July 2021. Glenn Davis and Audrey Francis are named co-artistic directors of Steppenwolf Theater. July 2021, Writers Theater Artistic Director Michael Halberstam steps down. Writers Theater states that the timing of Halberstam's departure signals Halberstam and Writers Theater's desire to preserve the goodwill of the theater and to continue to ensure a respectful workplace for all. September 2021, Jagged Little Pill producers respond to criticism of how one of the main characters' gender identity evolved as the show developed. September 2021. Nora Shell, a trans performer in Jagged Little Pill, claims mistreatment. Nora Shell states that they were heavily pressured to delay necessary surgery. September 2021. Jagged Little Pill actress Celia Rose Gooding accuses the producers of harm to the trans and non-binary community. Broadway has a lot more work to do to be the safe, equitable space that artists of all walks of life deserve. November 2021. Andrew Lloyd Webber bashes the cast of Cinderella for the show's poor reviews. December 2021. Lenise Antoine Shelley is named Artistic Director of House Theater. December 2021. The Gift Theater in Chicago announces a trio of artistic directors, ensemble members Brittany Birch, Jennifer Glass, and M. Joy Gavino. February 2021. The Second City is bought by private equity firm ZMC. February 2022, John Carr steps down as executive director of the Second City. March 2022, Bob Falls, artistic director of the Goodman Theater, announces that the 2021-22 season will be his last after 25 years. March 2022, Barbara Gaines announces she will step down from Chicago Shakespeare Theater in 2023 after 36 years. March 2022, For Colored Girls opens to rave reviews. April 2022, Paradise Square opens on Broadway. April 2022, Strange Loop opens on Broadway. May 2022, House Theater in Chicago closes its doors after 21 years. April 2022, Mrs. Doubtfire reopens on Broadway after a second hiatus due to a COVID outbreak amongst the cast in January. Criticism of the transphobic men in dresses trope storyline continues. May 2022, Tony nominated for Colored Girls Who've Considered Suicide 
when the rainbow isn't enough, announces it will close earlier than expected. It was originally slated to run through August 14th. May 2022, for Colored Girls, extends for two weeks after closing announcement. May 2022, the Second City names its first Artistic Advisory Board with alumni Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert, Tim Meadows, Keegan-Michael Key, and Tina Fey, among others. May 2022, Mrs. Doubtfire closes on Broadway. June 2022, Strange Loop wins the Tony Award for Best Musical. June 2022, Wakina Kulakongo, the lead actress in Paradise Square, wins Best Actress in a Musical. July 2022, it is revealed that the actors in Paradise Square have not been paid and have had benefits withheld. July 2022, Garth Dabrinsky, who is the producer of Paradise Square, is put on the do not work list by Actors' Equity. July 2022, performers in Paradise Square speak out against Garth Dabrinsky and allegations of abuse and neglect that created unsafe and toxic work environments are revealed. July 2022, Paradise Square closes. July 2022, Susan V. Booth is named the new artistic director of the Goodman Theater. July 2022, Ken Matt Martin is fired by Victory Garden's board of directors without explanation. The current play, Colored Water, is pulled by the playwright in the middle of the run to protest the board's decision. The current associate artists all resign. July 22, a petition is signed by Chicago artists vowing not to work at Victory Gardens Theater until Ken Matt Martin is reinstated as artistic director. September 2022, Victory Gardens Theater announces it will stop producing shows. September 2022, Victory Gardens staff is dismissed by the board of directors. September 2022, Phantom of the Opera announces it will close in February 2023 after 30 years. September 2022, Ed Wells from Sesame Street is named the new CEO of the Second City. October 2022, it is made public that Nataki Garrett, Oregon Shakespeare's first Black artistic director, must have private security detail due to death threats. October 2022, it is announced that Strange Loop will close January 23rd. October 2022. Sarah Porkalab is a performer in Broadway 1776 and is quoted criticizing the process, director, and producers in an article called Sarah Porkalab Has Some Notes. October 2022, Garth Dabrinsky sues Actors' Equity for $50 million, claiming defamation and blacklisting. October 2022, Braden Abraham is announced as the new artistic director of Writers Theater. October 2022, Andrew Lloyd Webber announces he will bring Bad Cinderella to Broadway. October 2022, Improv Olympic in Chicago reopens after being shut down for two years with new leadership. Kate Cawson and Adonis Holmes are the co-artistic directors. October 2022, the Second City closes its Los Angeles Training Center and announces it is opening a theater in Brooklyn, New York. November 2022, Tony Award-winning actress Tanya Pinkins pens a blazing open letter referring to New York Times critic Jesse Green's review of Raisin in the Sun. November 2022, Karen Olivo becomes an associate professor in Northwestern's music theater program. December 2022, 
Some Like It Hot is set to open on Broadway despite criticism of transphobic storyline. Well, there you have it. How about that? It's a lot, right? And consider the fact that it's only from my POV, right? The things that caught my eye or happened right in front of me or happened to me. Uh, And I know that I miss things locally, nationally. I would love it if other theater practitioners would create their own timeline of events that they have witnessed, been a part of. Uh, Please let me know what I have forgotten. I would love this to be the start of a conversation with folks who are listening as well. And again, adding to this spreadsheet gives us a broader view of where we are and where we need to go. So sit with that. Think about what you heard in terms of what were the trends, uh, what were the things that seemed like good news, what were the things that seemed like two steps forward or two steps back. So that was part one. Part two is going to be the conversation with Lil, and that will come out next week. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification when the episode is up, and I may drop it even a little early, so then you'll get a notification and you will find out right away. Oh, 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 oh,